Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Attack and Scrum podcast, where Welsh rugby matters. If you love Welsh rugby, then this is the place for you. It's been a return to club action this weekend with the return of the Pro 14. So we'll be examining the fate of the four regions as we head into the the season running. And we've also got the Champions Cup and the Challenge Cup next week to to have a preview as well. Uh, As we always say, this podcast is all about fans, so we'd love to hear your opinions. And you can do that by getting in touch with us on Twitter at Attacking Scrum. Uh, you can join us on our Facebook group, which is Wales Rugby Fans. We've also got a Facebook page uh, for the Attacking Scrum as well, uh, both of which are doing really, really well. Lots of rugby chat goes on there. So if you can't get enough of your Welsh rugby chat, make sure that you uh, do both of those things. And if you uh, enjoy these podcasts, then uh, then please leave us a review. And um, We always say that if you do leave us a review, we'll, um, we'll make sure we give you a shout out. Uh, so we've got one of those coming up later on. Uh, right towards the end of the programme. Um, Dan Killick is with me once again. We'll be chatting to him to dissect all of the latest rugby news. And just uh, before we start, a quick shout out to our sponsors. So Coffee Trades, uh, who've been sponsoring us for a couple of months now. And if you've not tried it and you do like your coffee, make sure that you log on to your computer. You log on to your computer? What on earth am I talking about? Uh, yeah, make sure something you... something I would do. I know, yeah. It's something you would do in the late 90s. Fire up the modem. Uh, but if you do like your coffee, then then uh, head over to socoffeetrades.co.uk. Uh, interesting anecdote on that front as well, Dan. Actually, I had a text from Scott Otten this week um, and he had shown me a, a really nice review that he'd had. Uh, not only the coffee, which is obviously fantastic, because as we say, it's really good good quality stuff uh, but also um, one of the users had said that he picked up uh, he became aware of it through the sponsorship of this podcast it's good to know it works isn't it yeah good I clocked to, that yeah. yeah it's good to be promoting a, um, a you know young a young business in Wales so again big thanks to our sponsors right how's your weekend been Dan? it's been hectic actually yeah I was working worked Saturday and then headed straight over to London Welsh catch the three o'clock kick off yep um 
big win there. Club was uh, club was absolutely bouncing. To be fair, with winning the uh, winning that league. So that's the title in the bag as well, as well as promotion. Yep, that's the title in the bag, and that's um, yeah promotion skewered now to the London leagues, um, and also the uh, the Druids, which are the second side. They uh, they also have one final game before hopefully getting promoted. Same with the Ockies as well, the Occasionals, and also the Women's. So. There was a lot going on, and then um, party time. I'll do a part then. Yeah, it was really simmering when I left. The uh, it was you know the, the singing started up, um, but I departed sensibly. Did you? You drove all, down, did you? I did, yeah, just as well. Yeah, drove down and drove out. Otherwise, uh, I'd be roaming the street. I'd be roaming the streets of Kew trying to find you, you right you, now, wouldn't I? Well, you'd possibly be trying to find a replacement right now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I was back down there then today for the for the minis festival. Um, which was great, about 800, 800 little ones running around, beaming smiles. Good to see. Um, and yeah, Roslyn Park won the, uh, well, they won every single age category, actually. Yeah, yeah. but good, you know, good good rugby on display. And then finally, st- stayed on a little bit longer and caught the under-18s, their final game against Teddington, which is a right old ding-dong, bit of a yeah. punch-up as well in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, bit of a, bit yeah, of a, bit of a bit of handbags, yeah. Um, London Welsh winning that as well, so yeah, good. What, the fight or the game, or both? Do you know what, I actually missed the fight, it was from a distance, I couldn't quite see, but they definitely won the game. That's the story of your career, isn't it? Yeah, probably, yeah, (laughs) hiding around somewhere. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and you've uh, you've had an interesting win, you're walking a bit like John Wayne. Yeah, I am, I I went on a bike ride yesterday around the Isle of Wight, which was 105 kilometres, so what's that, about 60 odd miles. Uh, First time I've ever ridden that far, and it required uh, the help of a lot of the guys I was cycling with to get me around it, but you on a tandem, did or? it, <laughs> mate? No, you've really drawn the short straw if you're on a tandem with me. Uh, trying to lug me up the hill, it was bad enough trying to lug lug me up the hill on my own. But no, it was really good, really good, uh, really good experience. But I am sore and tired today, so uh, yeah, you're right, walking a bit like John Wayne. Um, but it was uh, it made it made, good experience. It was good experience, and I had a big dirty pizza when I got home last night. So. Um, that was. Uh, Do you get your order right this time? Oh God, yeah, I did. I think it's only because it was <laughs> it was saved on the um it was saved on the app from when Mrs. Jed had uh, had ordered last time round. Thank God. Yeah, did not want that disgusting white pizza that we had uh, just over a year ago. The worst thing ever. <laughs> right, fact or fiction? Here we go. This is the section of the show where we debate a series of statements and decide whether they're truth or rubbish. So return to to club action this week. Um, Right, Dan, give me a number, one to five. Four. Number four, Alan Clark should be given a chance as the Ospreys head coach, fact or fiction. Oh! <laughs> Fans of the moment. Yeah? Yeah, why not? I thought this was going, I thought this was going to be one to stump you here. I thought you were going to sit there pondering, but... No, I'm going in with fact. They played very well, didn't they, on the weekend? Um, helped, obviously, with uh, having Justin Tipperick on the side. I think it was, he was incredible. Do you know what? You second that, don't you? All this debate about who should play at number 10 for Wales. The answer is Justin Tiverick. Oh, he's just a phenomenal. Him, Alaman James. Uh, Bigger was excellent as well, but I thought particularly Tiverick and Alaman James were superb. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, Alan Wynn was, again, just something else, wasn't he? And oh, he's playing the, bigger. he's playing the best rugby of his life at the moment. And, you know, that's it's on a, like we said last yeah. week, it's on a par with all the great stuff that he's done before. But individually, he's performing yeah. fantastically. But Tiverick was... Yeah, yeah everything was, that we expect. So impressed with Tipperick. Dan Evans, obviously, well, it's just every single game, isn't it? 
and bigger. Yeah, bigger looks to have trimmed down, doesn't he? He looks quite. He looks slighter. Mm. Um, he's lost a couple of kilos. He's on the same diet as you, I think. Do you reckon? I think so. Mm. Um, I've got a way to go to to catch up with. Uh, I, 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 it'd be nice to think <laughs> Dan Bigger is uh, is in better shape than me. Uh, but yeah, no, he, he played well. Yeah, I thought. yeah. I mean, they they, they obviously make a difference. They, but coming back to him, yeah, I mean, Clark, he's he's done a. You know, he's done a good job, isn't he? He wasn't bouncing along when he got, when he was interviewed, wasn't he, after the game? But mm. that's just him, I think. Um, I think he's in with every... He's in with a good shout. Good shout. Yeah. Uh, it's a really interesting one because you just kind of sat there at the moment. And that was that was a really good performance, I thought, from Nelspruce. And I'm not kind of really buying into this, oh, Leinster rested everyone type thing. I, I, you know, that was a that was a tough game to yeah. win. And I thought they there was more than enough class in that Leinster side to cause to cause problems. So, it was, wasn't it? I mean, what, why I think that he, he should be... He, he's definitely in with a shout is but they weren't um they weren't sort of breakaway tries or um you know sort of, sort of from loose plays they tactically they were really good and they haven't been all season i thought their you know the set piece was strong um so all the different aspects that you'd expect a coach to put in into play were there and um that's got a that's got to have come down to in part to him uh, or, or maybe maybe all of it down to him and then if we look at what's happened this season, he's been there. You know, he's he would have felt his way around what's gone on, mm. and so maybe to bring in someone else, um, yeah, of course that could that could work. But if he if he's turned if he's turned it around like that, then you've got to have a serious look at him. Okay, it's interesting. Um, it's really hard to know without being inside that camp, isn't it? You know, you you just don't know because I. In all of this, I feel for Griff Reese a bit because you know Griff's, Griff's still yeah, going about absolutely. his still going about his job. You know, I imagine he's pretty hands on. Yeah, the could whole he time be as well? Could he be the the? Yeah, that it's a good point you make because we don't know. Be, do it's not going to be a U turn on Griff now, is there? No, but we your point of you mm. know it's that's purely from the outsiders, and we've got yeah. no idea. It could be that it could be that one of the players is leading the show. It could be yeah. that it could be that Griff is, is is suddenly saying, "Look, this is what we're doing now," and. Um, we'll go in that way. We we just don't know, do we? My concern would be if you do appoint Alan Clark that you know he's not going to. Everyone will know that that's not going to be what they were after. You know, the first choice is very much bought in on a caretaker basis. So you know, and you've obviously got Sherrick coming in as as the attack coach mm-hmm. on top of that. So I don't know. You know, I think obviously he's. Um, He'll continue to have a big role around the club, but I, I'm not sure that that's that's the answer for head coach just at the moment. I, I think they've, but you know, time is time is running out. It really is. You know, we we said that in January that times, mm. you know, when Tandy went, that that it's a really awkward time of the season, and now we find ourselves in April next week, and still no further on in terms of who that head coach is going to be. Yeah, I mean, they're still they'll still be looking. They'll still have to continue looking, won't they? But as the weeks go by, if the performances continue and um, and he is actually doing some decent stuff there, then he's going to be he's going to be there or thereabouts. All right, so we're going for you're going for fact, I'm going for fiction. Yep, there one we are. piece. All right, next one. Give me a number, one to five, excluding four. One. Number one. Scarlets are fizzling out at a crucial time in the season. Fact or fiction? Fiction. I think it's um, that was a little blip that. Um, they did show they showed quite a lot they showed some nice stuff in, in attack yeah. um, but they were just out muscled weren't they um, and 
we've had this concern, and we we had the concern about was it about a year ago that they were getting bullied a little mm. bit, um, a bit longer. I, I would say was it about yeah before we first started doing this podcast. Was it was that 15, so, 16 yeah, months 15, ago? Then? 16 months. We spent a lot of time saying Scarlets do some nice. Stuff. They they had a lot of grisly wins where they snuck past Benetton and and teams like that, and then it kind of built into that momentum and they won the league. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you're right. I think it was that was a game up front, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. They were just they were they were pushed off the ball too. It was it was far too easy, wasn't it? And I I think that's a little bit of a blip. I think their minds there will be everything's going to be focused on on Friday night, isn't it? And everyone's going to say, oh, you know, they shouldn't. They're professionals. They're humans, mm. and uh, they're going to be focusing on that game. The rest of the few boys as well. Any concern though over that? In yeah, particular, the, the amount of scarlets that are involved in the Wales squad during Six Nations, is that a cause to think, you know, that fatigue's going to start to set in or actually... I think it is a concern, but you look at Alan, you know, Alan Wynn's the perfect example, isn't he? I mean, mm. your guy's going from strength to strength. I know he's he is superhuman, but um, they'll be really up for that game come Friday. Um, so I think it'll be a totally different, out, totally different uh, uh, scarlet side we'll see. We'll see out on Friday night. They'll be firing. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I would, I'd be inclined to agree with you on that one. I think it was, you know, I think they were comfortably the second best team on just because I thought Munster was so good up front. And, you know, I think it's testament to how Scarlets have come because we've there's not very often we've said either with or without internationals that Scarlets have been bullied up front because we've said a number of times those players who are around the fringes have come into the side and, and really made a difference. And... You know, so I, I'm. You know, you're going to lose games across the course of the season, and I, I do think that's what it is. And you're right. There's probably one eye on the La Rochelle game. Yeah, and they, and also with the Scarlets, I think they, you know, over the last, if we say, 15, 16 months, then um, a lot of the boys have played consistently, unbelievably well. They haven't sort of dipped at any points, and um, I think the two signings that are coming in, are, they're they're quite heavy hitters, aren't they? which will be very, very timely. I know they're yeah. losing a few players, but they need that. they're going to need that bulk, that physicality to come in and just kick them on again. Because I think if there, if there were a few, a few question marks, then it would possibly be over um, whether or not they could you know, compete physically with some of the top sides, albeit they have, they have done that, um, which has been great. I think, I don't know whether they could consistently do that, so hopefully these boys will help. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. And to look at the league season as well, so I think this is kind of part of the difficulty is they're fighting a war on two fronts. Don't don't be right. I think that is a a monster game for them against La Rochelle. You know, the thought of of being one game away from a Heineken Cup semi final. That's always good. You know, as much as you say they are professionals, that could well cause a bit of a distraction, especially in between the the Six Nations period. But then they've also got the league. You know, they're sat second in the pool, but with everything to play for. You know, with Leinster just above them, and you know, I think the fact that the Ospreys got that win will, will, um, will definitely, will definitely help. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, it's you know, it's not the easiest of run-ins. It got three games remaining: Glasgow at home, Edinburgh away, and the Dragons on Judgment Day. So, where would you? Know. you how do you think they're going to fare up in those three? Uh, beat Glasgow at home. Yeah. I mean, I could see three wins in all of them. If the Scarlets play their best rugby, they'll beat Edinburgh away. You know, I think Edinburgh much improved side this season. It will be a tough game, though, won't it? It will be a tough game, but 
that's the kind of game that you know that it does require. If you want it, if you want to top your conference, because <laughs> um, it is a thing now. Uh, if you want to top your conference, you know you're gonna have to win games like that, aren't you? And then Dragons Judgment Day, they'll they'll run away with it. Um, so yeah, I'm inclined to say fiction on that one. Okay, and you're the same, yeah. Two yeah. fictions. Okay, right. Uh, let's go for this one. Now, this is this is something that's been prompted uh, by Andrew Coombs on uh, on Scrum Five tonight, and which I'm sure a load of people was, would have seen. Um, Gary Mason mentioned it to us on Twitter, and this was the uh, the comment that he made. So this is this has formed um, our statement that it's embarrassing. Cardiff Blues have appointed John Mulderhill, fact or fiction? Uh, fiction. I don't think it's embarrassing. Um, I think it's slightly concerning then, um, but I wouldn't say it's embarrassing. I think he's, you know, not a lot of people know too much about him, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's a he's a poor coach. Mm. Um, I think possibly, you know, I think what Andrew Coombs was saying on Scrum Five, the way I took it, was that it's concerning. It's it's sort of. It's sad, really. I, I think I guess he was saying that we don't have any Welsh coaches that are that are, are being considered for yeah. the for the role, and I, I I'm with him on that because there are some very very good Welsh coaches around. Um, they tend to be sort of hidden a little bit at the moment, um, and surely we've got some decent guys that could at least be be talked about. Um, but there's a lot of politics going on, isn't there? In uh, it, you know that goes on in the Welsh game, and also you know at the Blues, and you wonder whether it would. I don't know. Overseas coaches haven't. haven't there's been a couple of shockers, haven't there, at the Cardiff Blues? Well, so, yeah, the hammer. Yeah, the hammer. He, when yeah. he turned up, that that turned into a nightmare very, very quickly. Yeah, so Mama Molotika um, said how how disastrous that that appointment yeah. was. You know, just outright straight away. Um, so and and Coombs obviously is is in amongst. He's seeing these these Welsh coaches, isn't he? He's, he's you know he's probably been he's been coached by a lot of them, yeah. um, and is working with some of them. So he's probably he's just probably quite passionate about that, which I think is good. It's good, you know, it's good that someone's come out and said that. Yeah, but, I, it's, but it's not a it's not a disgraceful appointment or anything. I think you know, let's you know, I wish wish Mulville all the best. Because because some people have said, particularly on social media this week, you know, who knew that much about Wayne Pivak? When he uh, when he took the role Good at point. Scarlet's, and you know what if he's onto a and again what Pivak's done really really well is bring through Stephen Jones, you know obviously a coaching experience at Wasps and he's brought him through and you know to play this amazing style of rugby, and then you've got Jason Strange who's going to be uh, hooking up with uh, with the Blues as well. So you know, it's I think the thing is, is it's just so difficult to say because we know so little about him, uh, and you know there's been very little fanfare. I just think it's. You know, I'm. I'm going to say it's fact on this one, and that's not a slight on John Mulverhill. It's actually embarrassing on the Blues because they came out and said, "Yes, we're going to be getting a, a world class coach," you know. And now, world class is one of those phrases that's banded around willy nilly. But I don't think John Mulverhill will fall into that bracket yet because he's untested. He might well be, you know, he might well be. But a world class coach at the moment would be a Dave Rennie. Uh, Vern Cotter, uh, you know, someone of that caliber, and you know, I, I don't think you can say that he's in that because he's been he's been coaching in Japan. That said, it could be a really really shrewd appointment. You know, we just don't know at this stage. I just think it's that it's just a bit it's a bit of a 
PR nightmare, really, to to say when Wilson handed in his notes, yeah, yeah, we're going to scare the world. Go, and, you know, and you, I suppose you've got to say that stuff to get the the fans excited, but. You can see why. Do you think you do that? Do you do you need to say that though? You know, it's, mm. we probably wouldn't be having this conversation if the Blues had come out and said, "Oh, you know, we're uh, <clears throat> we've got to be realistic. We're we're looking at coaches, but we're not. You know, we haven't got top dollar, so it's going to be it's going to be someone middle middle of the order, but that's got a lot of potential, or that we see has potential, and also is going to be working with a number of Welsh coaches. Yeah, um, it's not just going to be one guy on his own. Manage expectations, and it's a little bit different. But I think. Whatever whatever Cardiff Blues had said, whatever statement was made, we'd be talking about the coach. Mm. You know, good, bad. We'd be it just is the way it is, isn't it in Wales? Yeah, no, I, I think you're right, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I just think it's it's one of those things that you do look a bit you do look a bit foolish when mm. you know when that's happened, and it's obvious that that he's not been first choice. We've had talks break down with a, a number of people, and obviously most recently Jim Malander, and yeah, you know it's. I but I hope he's able to he's able to show that that he has got something up his sleeve and you know well, he, and if it turns out to be a shrewd appointment then he then needs, all the better he needs to uh, he needs to have a nice word for for for, for Danny doesn't he because what he's walking into is They're finishing uh, the season really well the players are, are playing some good good rugby aren't they yeah they really are and they yeah I know it's not it's. There still wouldn't be favourites to make the playoff, but it's not unthinkable, is it? I don't think it is. No, no, they're going to be right in there. I mean, Jared Evans looked so good, didn't he? Yeah, really I really did. like him. He's an instinctive player, isn't he? He's, like, he's a joy to watch. Yeah, really is. And his his first, you know, he, he just looks he looks up and sees what's on, and if it's if it's there to go, I know I know he's you know he's a bit erratic, and we've seen that in his game, but. You know, look, well, he likes tens, the unstructured play, doesn't yeah, he? He'll hold ten, on to the ten, ball, just see what's going on. Who try things? That's that's what I'm yeah. I'm interested in. Um, well, it was the way the outside backs had read. They, they were re- they read him in that game so well, didn't they? So they at times it hasn't worked too well because outside I don't think have known quite know don't quite know what yeah. he's going to do. Well, it hasn't um, helped. It hasn't helped. You know, on occasions like we've said that Blues have had that problem in centre when they played Lilo and Halaholo together. Um, when they when they pick Gareth Smith, I think you yeah. just you just have a a bit more of a, a straighter option, yeah, because you know where he's going. Yeah, yeah, and uh, your boy at nine played well. Yeah, I like him. Thomas. I really do like Thomas Williams. You know, it's uh, well those two those two played very well together, didn't they? Good partnership for him in there. That's my kind of that's my kind of partnership. That Nipper had a Nipper had a good yeah, game. Yeah, he did. I wasn't well, going to mention. I'm always you know I'm some always good, I'm always good runs. To see. I know it's not fashionable to like Nipper. You just got to sit here and. And slate his defence, but look, we all, you know, most of us want to watch entertaining rugby, and and you know they're they're pulling that out at the moment, Cardiff Blues. So yeah, you know, hopefully uh, John Mulville's going to be inheriting. Well, he is. He's going to be inheriting a what do you call it? I suppose the a blueprint there for um, for want of a better expression of it's going to be hard for Danny, isn't it, to leave? I would have thought anyway because. Well, He's really, I just he's just it's, so so well. Here's another question for you: If as a Welsh coach, if it wasn't the situation that it is off the field, right? If Cardiff Blues are in a slightly better or a more stable financial state, and it wasn't it wasn't as unclear what was going on off the pitch and you know the future of the ground and all those kind of things, do you think Danny would have stuck around? Definitely, I I, I think he would be there. Um, yeah. I can't see him. He just seems to. 
obviously he's got the players, isn't he? The mm-hmm. players really respect him. Um, and I think you've got to equally, for that to happen, you've got to like the players as well mm. because it's sort of two-way. Um, so whilst I think he'll be looking forward to a, a new challenge, as you kind of, you have to, don't you, in those situations, I think he'll be, he'll be leaving, you know, when he finally leaves the, you know, leaves Cardiff there, he'll be, um, there might be a little little tear in his eye, you know. All right. Well, we've got a couple more to go on Fact or Fiction. Then we'll also have Sinbin, which is the opportunity for uh, for us to vent our frustrations from the week of from the week of Welsh rugby. And then we'll have any other business, which is the last bit of the the show where we round up all the other all the other bits of news from uh, from around Wales and beyond. Uh, but first, here's a quick break. Right then, two to go then, Dan, on fact or fiction, and I'm going to throw this one at you. Obviously, we've been talking about talking about the Cardiff Blues um, down the road at Newport. Things not looking as rosy uh, at the Dragons, and the statement is this: This is the Dragons' worst ever season. Fact or fiction? This has got to be answered by you, surely, as someone that's uh, far more knowledgeable about. The Dragons than me. Um, what I will say is, I'll tee you up a little bit. Mm. It is not. It's not looking good, is it, at the moment? Uh, thanks for that, Daniel. Yeah, that that tees me up. It tees me up massively, doesn't it? You no sat, more comment. You sat right on the fence there. <laughs> uh, look, I think if you look at it results-wise, it's hard to say. It's hard to. It's hard to argue with that. You what know, I think two wins. Two wins. Uh, you know, no wins since September. Didn't get out of the pools in the in the Parker Pen, because I think that's the thing is even in the you know the depths of uh, you know really difficult times under Kingsley and Lynn Jones and stuff, you did have a bit of a cup run in there which yeah. keeps spirits up. They needed a win on Friday night, the Dragons. They really did because it's been such you know a, a string of really bad performances. Most notably that the one in South Africa against the Kings. You know, I thought I was really, you know, as we covered in that week, that was a truly awful performance. And, you know, and they went in at, up yeah. at half. It's been the story of the season. There's just been very few good second half performances. Everyone was everyone was targeting, everyone would have thought a win was coming there, like before the game. And then, yeah, half, you know, good first half, looked really good. I wouldn't have said before the game I thought of it, but I thought in the first half there was enough there to suggest, right, we're creating enough, we're getting enough front football. I thought, oh, well, Robson did really well at, at outside half, very instinct again, instinctive kind of reading what's in front of him. We took that drop goal. Couple of daft decisions of uh, you know, again, someone someone's just got to be saying. I don't know whether that's it's a when message. You need to tighten up those now. I don't know whether it's a message coming from the management or whether it's Corey's call or whatever to go for the corner um, just before half time. But just just take the points. You know, we, we we've struggled to score tries all season. Take the points, just keep it ticking over. We're not in that position yet where we can go, we can go gung ho. Um, so look, results-wise, the whole of the season it's been really, really grim uh, in terms of results. And really, it's it's just a question now of going. Things have to next season. There has to be a hell of a start, and it's putting a lot of pressure on that start. A hell of a lot of pressure. There's there's very little credit in the bank now. You know, you've kind of gone, okay, right, this season's going to be a write-off, and we know that. But 
you've got to start the season well. You've got to start it well. You've got, and I don't mean just performances as well. There's got to be wins in there. It's got to be wins. It's got to be something for for people who are going week in, week out to really start to cheer and all the good work that's been done in reaching out further than than just Newport around the regions and and stuff that's gone on off the field, which you know we've given we've given a lot of credit to the region for. It's got to be backed up on the pitch and it's got to be backed up soon because yeah, whatever you can you know you can have the best story off the field if you like, but unless you're getting good performances. People are going to people are going to stop going, and yeah, it's it's got to change soon. So, you know, in terms of results, I think it probably you know it it is the Dragons' worst worst ever season. Um, Will it change soon? Will it change? Do you think? I don't think it's going to change soon. I, I, I it's really difficult to look at it. And look, what I will say is the injury the injury situation is is horrendous, and you know, would that if you if you were to look at that side and go, okay, right, well, Jack Dixon's back in there, Ollie Griffiths is back in there. And you know maybe you slot Tyler Morgan in, and you start to go okay. Here's a here's a side with a bit more. Um, he's, he's, yeah, he's you know, an unbelievable bad luck for, for for Jackman and the Dragons. Though. It is, um, but again, you look at those those players, and they're really um, they're really good prospects. I think you know Jack Dixon's been playing rugby for a long time, but he's had so many injuries. Likewise, Tyler Morgan. Uh, you know, Leon Brown is a. This is essentially his his debut season of playing regular rugby. And, you know, I think you missed the likes of Brock Harris in there too, mm. just to add some stability. But there's a hell of a lot of pressure on um, on the new recruits coming in too. Because I think, you know, if you don't get off to that winning start, there's a danger that, you know, because there's a couple of characters like, like Jordan Williams, he's got all the ability in the world. Someone that, you know, I really am excited about seeing. But, you know, Scarlet's fans will tell you that he got quite distracted early on in his career. And it's going to take some really... Um, astute coaching to bring out the best in him, I think. And if you have a dressing room that's, you know, that's just not quite gelling right at the start, and, and I think that it feels that that's kind of the case at the moment because there's a lot of players in there who know they're not going to be there next season, and they're not just around the outskirts; they're playing as well. So yeah, it's kind of an impossible, it's kind of an impossible job, isn't it? Yeah. So that, just, you know, it's, we, it's, it's just got to be wins right out of the, straight yeah. out of the traps next year. Yeah, I, and I, I'm with you. I can't quite see the you know a string of wins coming straight from the off. Um, as much as I'd like to I'd like to be proved wrong there, the the dragons desperately need a you know a couple of a uh, couple of key signings in in addition to what they've mm. to what they've got. Oh, you know? I think so. Yeah, we've spoken about it. When we set you know second row, um, you know up front and uh, and and at ten, you know. Um, and just they, they're going to play week in, week out, so aren't you know aren't injury prone? I mean, again, um, this, is, this is a bit of a problem. Is real sort look of look at Moriarty's been the, the big name signing really that's that's joined the region, and I'm a big fan of Ross Moriarty, but he struggled post Lions tour, and you just worry about yeah, you know what, what happens lasting. if he, what happens if he gets a bit you know if he gets an injury early on you know I think just for morale that's that sets a that sets a mm. problem. Um, players like it's like three Dan Evanses mm. but in different positions yeah. those are the types of players aren't you that play week in week out aren't going to get selected for Wales um, Dan Evans who we used to have yeah, Dan yeah, Evans so, who we yeah, I'm sorry go. about that yeah. Dan Evans who we let go so we could play Chris yeah. Burton at 10 yeah great um, 
Yeah, no, look, I, I, I think, look, I, I'm st- I still want to remain positive on it because yeah, we've look, got to all, of, all of this is forgotten if next season goes according to plan, but it has to now. And it is forgotten as soon as the season, yeah. as soon as the season's over. It's gone. And it, and it has to, it has to go well. I, I think the thing that, you know, I think the likes of Hibbard coming in, you know, having a player like that in the dressing room, not just, not just for his ability, but, you know, he's a guy who, who will expect a good standard and um yeah players like like that they are there's some good players there aren't there but a lot of them are young and so yeah off the field they're going to need that experience aren't they to just give them little pep talks and and talk through which which they've got with these with a couple of these signings i just i just think it's still short still short on players but yeah i think there will i think there will be more mm, and we need we need the dragons firing don't we with you know the ospreys seem to have well hopefully if you know on on an upward an upward trend now and the Cardiff Blues are looking sharp, mm. and the Scarlets, the Scarlets. So it's the Dragons now. Yeah. So look, you know, it's the. I think next season will be the moment of truth, but it just doesn't help things in the in the short term. I think that was a real a real blow to not get a win on Friday night because I think that again would have just bought would have bought that kind of that credit. Yeah, and given a bit of hope going into yeah. going into next season, it was just so important that. Mm. So yeah, really really disappointing. Um, season on the pitch right last one then Dan Adam Jones is Wales best ever tight head fact or fiction yeah fact yeah yeah come on fact boom just as simple as that oh he's just he's great isn't he he's oh, really fan. good big fan as a as a player as a yeah. character um, I think for, yeah for me because obviously the the age that we're at we've seen yeah. him all the way through so you know it, it's just seeing all the you know all the light you know the lions towards the way he turned that around and just such a character as well. Mm. The hairstyle, you know, you bring in the hairstyles, you know, just, it's, um, it goes on. I love the way how he's so honest as well. Yeah. Um, I just think he's, uh, he's a great, a great guy. And it's good that he's continuing on the coaching side of things, isn't it, at, uh, at Harlequins. As, um, you know, he'll certainly, uh, he'll certainly have a big impact there. And he, and he already has been, hasn't he? You know, obviously Sinclair's, can't say enough positive things about yeah. him. Um, so yeah, it's 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 sad in a way that he's he's hanging up his boots. I think it's always sad when you've got you know almost sort of legends of the of, of the game of our gate of our time. Anyway, yeah, I think he's reached that phase that he didn't. I, you know, I've spoken to you about this before, where there's certain players that in my head it wouldn't matter what they did. You know, if he'd have if he'd have tried to drop goal and missed it. Well, he probably would have gone again. Yeah. Didn't he? <laughs> if he'd have tried to drop goal that you know that cost us uh, that cost us the triple crown or something, you know, you'd you'd forgive him because of everything he's done. Yeah, everything he's done in the past. So, uh, yeah, it's always it's always had some go. But um, yeah, in, t- in terms of the, being the best ever, it's a really hard thing this because it's always difficult to compare um, compare through the ages. You know, I think the only one that I would say in my lifetime that could come close would be would be Die Young, but he spent so much time, you know, playing. Playing league, um, but you know, from what I remember, obviously a terrific tie. And then you've got the likes of you know, Graham Price, and um, obviously before our, before our time. But you look at what everyone says about the impact that, that he made. But it's, you know, it's kind of a different era. It's a different time, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, just for me, just with with sort of what I've seen. Yeah, for me, he's going. He's he's, he's got to go down as uh, as the very best. Well, about if I was to broaden it out and say Wales best ever prop. To include in loose heads into this as well, I'm particularly thinking in our lifetime. 
But Gethin. Yeah, I mean Gethin's. Gethin's Gethin's probably my favourite of all. Mm. Um, my wife Vic, she's uh, she's a massive Adam Jones fan, but um, yeah, Gethin, I. It's hard to separate the two of them, isn't it? Because you just see them together. Do you know what? That's the thing. Is but it? It actually it doesn't. It doesn't, ma- seem it doesn't right. matter, does so, it? Like, no. do you know what I mean, if you're comparing across, it really doesn't matter because it you needed both of those players in those Grand Slam winning sides. You know, they were so important yeah. to all of them. One wouldn't wouldn't function that well without the other. Um, I think probably with Gethin, it was where you see him round the park and you know over the ball. I mean, he was he was an extra he was an extra back row at mm. times, wasn't he? And, then he just surprised you with little little dinks through, and he or dinks over the top. Even um, he just has absolutely everything, doesn't he? And the engine on the guy. He'll be playing for another ten years now, anyway, so it doesn't matter. Well, he he, he probably will be, won't he? Um, he's still running some unbelievable lines mm. off the ball. Off I haven't got that ball, in for a course. while. Yeah, that's good. Um, Anyone playing Dan Killick bingo will be uh, relieved to hear off the ball coming to it there. Um, but. Yeah, him and Adam are both both absolute legends, aren't they? Yeah, I think and yeah, legends is the word. Yeah, um, no, that emotion. His, his interview was very emotional, wasn't it? Mm. And um, yeah, fair play to him. Wish him really well. All right, Simbin then, Dan. This is the one task I gave you for this week. To, yeah, I might, to I've been doing well on the tasks lately, though. Yeah, haven't I? What have you got for me? Yeah, it's, one of them. It's consistency, though, Dan, isn't it? You it can't is. have one good week and then That's rest it. on your laurels. That's it with these media types. Is it's always about consistency, it is isn't consistency, it? Consistency, yeah. I'm, you know? I'm a bit hot and cold. So when I asked you to when I asked you to come up with something for Simbin, you instantly reached out to uh, to our Twitter feed and just asked on there, didn't you? I did. And uh, essentially, two things uh, two things have come up. So one from Liam Thomas, which is Pro 14. Thank you, Liam. Well. Yeah, he <laughs> saved me. I was going to say yes, saved you. And yeah, Pro 14 refs and TMOs and. Uh, do you know what? It does get on my wick every week. Every week there seems to be there just seems to be something and That could be in the Symbian. That could be in the Symbian. Genuinely every week. Yeah, it could though, couldn't it? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it feels like one of those things that every week there's something daft that goes on there. And I I don't know what it is, you know. Is it just is it that the game's got too complicated? Are people you know, I don't watch any I don't watch much English rugby at all. Are people saying the same thing? In in that league, are they saying the same thing in France? I don't think I don't think people are in the English league, are they? Or it doesn't it doesn't seem it doesn't yeah. seem like people are anyway. It just seems to be in the Pro Fourteen. It's 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 week in week out. It's hard though, isn't it? You don't you don't want to criticise because you know it's it's probably is a difficult a difficult task. But some of these errors that are being made. Are, you you can't help but but be uh, frustrated or annoyed, even as a I think even as a neutral you'd be sort of you're a little bit gobsmacked at some of these decisions, um, and then when you bring the TMO in as well, all these all the there's things there to help you, aren't they? And the linesman mm. as well. I, I, where where are we going with this? Yeah, I don't again just. I do. You can only think that it is just the standard isn't good enough, and well, yeah, clearly, yeah, I mean. And They're probably trying to address it now, but it's going to take years to feed of through. It is. Of course, it is. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's frustrating that we that we find ourselves talking about this as as often as as often as we do. So it's it's a tempting one to to put that in there. We did have another suggestion uh, for uh, for the Simbin uh, from Mikey Mears on Twitter, who said he suggested Shane Williams uh, for his article in the the rugby paper. Criticising the Blues for going for an overseas coach, 
This is something obviously we've touched on a little bit earlier on. What do you make of that? Is there, you know, is there a, a problem with him coming out and criticising that? Should the Blues have, have just opted for, you know, if they're going for an unknown coach anyway, should they have just given the job to a, to an unknown Welshman? What do you think? Is it just best man for the job? Well, I have to, I have to hold my answer. I haven't seen the article. My, uh, my issue with the rugby paper comes gets delivered tomorrow. But um, is it? Yep, yeah, it comes through tomorrow. On for some Monday. Reason. Yeah. Yeah, What's the point of that? It's a bit frustrating, actually. Are you sure? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh. unless my, unless the postman has a keeps hold of it. He's done a crossword. It. It. He doesn't. He doesn't look as if he likes rugby, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, well, I, I'm assuming he is. He is. So he wants a Welsh coach. Yeah, Shane does. Um, I, I think, know, I think did, that, that seems for, to be the crux for, of the argument. Yeah, is. for starters, though, did did any did any of the Welsh coaches want it? Mm. Has that you know has that been? Has that been put forward? You know, did, did did the Welsh guys want it? I don't know. No one but, else. I, mean, I think the I think the assumption is if you're going for someone that we know very very little about, why not look a bit closer to home and give someone in in Wales a shot at that job? You know, someone who is an up and comer. Because mm. uh, I'm sure. But do we you know? know do we know the Blues weren't weren't doing that though? Did they? We don't know whether they weren't looking at others and actually. We're weighing up, you know, a number of the the Welsh coaches, and then looking at looking at um, you know John, and 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 saying that this guy is actually the best champ for the the best champ for the job. Um, I remember I had a, there was you know quite a, f- a few players have have said you know positive stuff about him, haven't they? And uh, he is going to be coming in alongside a number of other coaches. He's not just going to be left alone. Um, but I wonder whether a number of the pundits have had a chat, haven't they? And they're obviously a bit, a bit frustrated altogether. Mm. Maybe that a Welsh, the number of the Welsh coaches haven't been, uh, haven't been given a, a shot. Then maybe at this role. Yeah, that, yeah, you, you could be right. It's um, I, I don't know. For me, it's always look. You've got to get the right man for the job. But then, if you're down to your fourth or fifth choice, then you start you start to wonder and go, mm. okay, well, look, if you're going for someone who doesn't have a a proven pedigree in terms of CV, that's not to say you're not the right man for the job but should you give the benefit of the doubt to a homegrown company yeah. especially when you look at how well Danny's done um, you know could could Danny have uh, recommended mm. and said look I've worked with you know he's obviously doing a great job there I've worked with X yeah. they work similarly to how I do and the systems that I employ um, could be taken on by this particular coach who is Welsh um, that's that's who that's who I would I would say let's go with him um, it is, I think it is a concern that a number of our coaches aren't featuring in, in any you know in any of the the top, you know the top flight of Welsh rugby. Then it's harder now, isn't it? Because we've only got four sides. Mm. You know, whereas you look at England, there's no, there's there's a lot of sides, isn't there? There for, for coaches to be involved with. Yeah. And ours, you know, I mean, we've got quite a few coaches in the lower leagues then of, in English rugby. Yeah. And or, then also further afield, or in, forwards coaches, or backs coaches, or yeah, whatever it might be. Yeah. It probably is something that we need to we need to have a look at because there's clearly you know there's a lot of love for the game and a lot of the a lot of people in Wales know the game inside out but I don't know it's it is a bit of a shame that the Welsh coaches seem to have dropped off. All right, which one are you sticking in the sim, Ben? Oh, I feel like I can't put referees in there again. I feel like I'm putting them in there all the time. Um, yeah, they're gonna have to go in there again. Refs are in again. All right, last part of the show then. Any other business? This is the news from around uh, around Wales from this week. Uh, and there's been quite a lot of it, actually. So, obviously, we covered uh, the Adam Jones 
uh, the Adam Jones retirement. Um, story breaking today as well that Alex Cuthbert's set to join English champions Exeter, which I think is really interesting. Really interesting move. Uh, first of all, do you think that's a good move for both parties? Secondly, does the fact that he's going to join the English champions show actually how good a player he is? It's a, I believe it's a good move for both parties. Yeah, I think Alex Cuthbert will do really well at Exeter. Um, he's still got loads to offer. Um, I think he's he's had some good games, you know, this season for the Cardiff Blues as well. Um, and I think he'll he'll feature well in the way in which they play. So it's a good move for him, and it's a good move for Exeter. Um, so yeah, there's still there's still life there, that's for sure. And I I really wish him well because. Mm. He's had a lot of stick, isn't he? And looking, you know, the games that he... He's also received criticism in games where I felt he's played really well. Mm. Really well. He may have not done things flashy, but he's he's carried hard. He's offered an inside option or he's taken it off 10 and just trucked it up and then sucked it in and then someone scored, you know, someone's benefited and scored out wide. So good move for me. Yeah, and I think getting out of the goldfish bowl will, will do him the world of good I think the biggest the biggest problem that he had was he kept getting picked you know he was a, he's obviously a confidence player he was bang out of form the coaches thought that keeping him um, keeping him in the side was the was the best thing to do and I really don't think it was at that point I think he should have just looked further afield and I think there were other options that you could have picked on the wing and they should have sent him back to Cardiff Blues and recover your form you just can't recover your form in international rugby, if you if you're that out of form, and that was the wrong place for him to be doing it, I think that that probably didn't help uh, help him uh, at all. So uh, yeah, I think that's a really good move for him, and uh, you know you couldn't wish to be going to a better side, really, a better, more organised side. You know, obviously they've uh, won the won the title last season, flying in the league again now, and uh, a really settled unit. You know, it's, it's such a success story, Exeter of a side that was in the second tier going back, what, 10 years um, or just under. And, you know, load of homegrown players, loads of, you know, players have come from Devon and, and Cornwall within that side. They've not overspent. Like, it's, a, it's a brilliant story. So bringing in kind of shrewd signings in and around that set of, uh, of homegrown players, that that, sh- that should be a good environment for him to, to go into. Oh, he must be absolutely, absolutely delighted. And, um, you know, a number of the Welsh wingers that have gone over to... Uh... To the English Prem have done very well, haven't they? Well, Tom, J- Tom James had a good very stint well. down there at, at Exeter yeah. himself. Obviously, a, um, yeah. a Cardiff Blue Welshman himself. Yeah, and, Brew, uh, Brew when he left. Yeah, you know he's 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 playing really good rugby, yeah. isn't he? So um, I, I think, think he'll shine. Situa- uh, situation is Priestland as well. You know, as a player who's vilified. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. You know, again, he wasn't playing good rugby. He wasn't playing good rugby, but became kind of the scapegoat and escaping Wales has uh, you know has brought his game on leaps and bounds and he's really recovered and you know he's probably, he's arguably a better player now than than when he left so yeah you know potentially um, feature in the World Cup Priestland I don't think he will actually no not. Gatlin's a big fan yeah um, I just think there's another there's enough options coming through now they've invested a lot of time and money in Anscombe I don't think Bigger's gonna, you know you you just you know what you're going to get you're going to need a steady Eddie option and Bigger is that and steady Eddie sounds like it's you know a derogatory term. It's someone who's not going to make mistakes. It's someone who can kick goals, kicks well, hard as nails in defence. That kicking, you know, I, I think Bigger's going to be nailed on there. 
then you've got you know you, I can't see Patchell going off the boil enough to be excluded from that squad. And then, like you say, you've got the likes of kind of, you know, maybe a Jared Evans type player. There'll be another couple of youngsters who will hit the scene. I think it's whether it's, it's interesting with Priestland, though. I I'm a, really like really like the way he plays, but Gatland has, um, you never know with Gatland mm. uh, and, 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 uh, and him. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't rule out Priestland. All right. Yeah. Should maybe have a wager on that. Mm. Let's mull that one over off there. Yeah. Uh, another, another couple of uh, another couple of bits of news you mentioned earlier as well. Some transfer news, um, and that's Uzar Kasim, I think it's pronounced. It's the um, South African capped yes. number eight joining the Scarlets from the Cheetahs, and again looks to be a good acquisition. Uh, seems to seems to tick the boxes. I think you know big, powerful. Athletic, yeah. Number eight is gonna is gonna suit their style of play, um, really really well. I mean, particularly if you think you know, you look how much time Barkley's played there, and Barkley is arguably not an eight at all. So um, I think that could be, I think that could be a really good, um, a really good move. And just based on their their track record of signings, you'd you'd expect it to be as well. Yeah, Barkley's done really well, isn't he? Slotting in, and that kind of goes back nicely to what we were talking about earlier on with. Players, you know, some of the players stepping up and playing in other positions, and just done have done wonderfully well. But you know, either they're moving on, or you wonder how how long they continue that. So this is a good signing, really strong signing. Sam Walton picked up his OBE this week as well, which um, you know, again, I've got a huge amount to add. I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big royalist, uh, as you know. But mm. um, at the same time, you know, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's delighted. And you know, if you are gonna, if you are gonna honour people from the world of rugby. I don't think you can look much he, further than, than yeah, Walton. You, you can't find you can't find a, a fault in him, can you? I'm, I'm just a big fan. You know, yeah. he's, he, he gives everything. He gives everything on the pitch, and he's a great role model. He does bucket loads of stuff for charity. Yeah, um, just I think he's, just you know, great. he's he's great. Um, and his punditry is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of Warbs. Uh, right, quick look then, just to finish uh, ahead to those. Those two big European fixtures. Uh, so we'll talk about the Scarlets in a sec. But first, we've got um, we're going to have a look at the the Parker Pen game between Edinburgh and Cardiff Blues. What does your what does your your heart and your head tell you about that? I'm going with Cardiff Blues. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, going from strength to strength, aren't they? Players. Um, I think they know they know exactly how they're playing now. Um, Centre's going to be key, as we always harp on about. Garen has got to be there, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Well, um, for me, undoubtedly. Would you have Thomas at nine? It's difficult, because I think he's a really good impact player. Off the bench. I think away from home, you'd probably look for your more experienced nine. Uh, but I would you know, I would want him... You know, he's going to be in that match day 23. Um I mean, look, I I really like him. I'd be I'd be tempted to start him. Well, the way the way the the way that him and Jared went. I mean, yeah, it's a uh, it's a ballsy decision to go for to go for that pair, isn't it? But you know, that's uh, that's what coaches are paid. You know, the head coach role or director of rugby. You know, depending on on where you are, whoever picks the team, that is the thing that really sets you apart. Is if you can make those big calls and get your and get your selections right. And so, um, you know, I think that's that's going to be a really interesting uh, a really interesting decision to uh, to see who goes through on that nine and ten axis because it'd be so tempting after that win to look at to look at Thomas and Jared and go yeah fine 
back, back the pair of them. But I, for some reason, I've got a feeling about this as well. I think that they're in such good form at the moment, Cardiff Blues. I yeah. think they can get a result out of that. They're just quietly going about their business, aren't they? Just seeing teams away and, and just building each time. Um, it's a nice story as well, isn't it, with with what's, you know, with all the stuff that's going on yeah. at, at, at the Blues. It's just great just to be able to focus on the rugby. Well, I think as well, Danny Wilson will, you know, he's a massively ambitious guy. You know, he's coached at a lot of different places and his CV is something that, you know, I think he probably takes a, a huge amount of pride. He's, he's going to want to leave Cardiff Blues mm. rather than just going, oh yeah, he did, a, he did a, a decent job and, you know, he's left and they enhanced the team. He's going to want to leave. Yeah. If, he's, if there's an opportunity to leave with some silverware... He's 100% there, isn't he? He's not... He's, you know, there's no way... You can never say he's checked out or... No yeah, way. I totally, no I'm way. totally with you. He'll want he'll want, want to do the very best he possibly can do and... Yeah, it'd be fascinating to hear that team talk before they uh, before they go out. And I think it's, it's got a Blues win written all over it. Right, both going for Blues wins there. And then what about the big European game on Good Friday? Scarlets versus La Rochelle. Scarlets all the way. I think we're in for a humdinger here. It's going to be a... I think it's going to be a yeah, right old thing, though. End-to-end, try-fest. What you, what you say this? It'll be nice. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, raining all day long down, down west and uh, 9-3. No, I think I think I think yeah, I think Scarlet's fans would take that as much as they love watching. Um, yeah, watching the the expansive stuff, you know, getting through that game is the most important oh, thing. It's a big game, isn't it? It's gonna be, you know, absolute full house down there. People will be gearing up for that now, won't they? Yeah, I think so. I think every all um, all the chat this week will be about that game. Uh, I think they're going to do it though. I do. I, you know, I really rate this Scarlet side. I rate the coaches. I rate the playing staff. I love the way they play. And uh, I think the home advantage is going to be enough to to get them home. But I do I I do see it being a a potential real um, all time great European game. You know I think if uh, the weather stays good, both of these sides love to chuck it around. Yeah, well, it's um, yeah the Scarlets are going to have to have to really front up, aren't they, and just win every single collision because the backs is is. We know they're fine there, aren't they? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, I, and, I, and they will. I would, they expect, will. I would expect them to. As yeah, well. be... I would expect them to. And like you say, a few players had a rest this weekend. So um, yeah, I you know if they if they play if they play to the potential that that we know they've got, I think they can. I think they can win this one. And you know, you look at the situation they were in; they've shown some pretty good, um, some you know a lot of mental toughness to get out of that to get out of that pool when they didn't get off to the best of starts. So, yeah, I'm going for the Scarlets on that one as well. And, uh, yeah, we haven't got too long to find out, which, which is just as well. Two Welsh wins. For that one. Two Welsh wins, let's hope so. And, uh, yeah, that pretty much brings us to uh, pretty much brings us to a, a conclusion this week. Uh, as we said earlier on, if, you, if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review. And uh, I forgot to read this one last week, uh, but we've had one from uh, from Steve, Steve the Gog, who's uh, who said, while I thoroughly enjoy some of the other podcasts uh, that concern themselves with the sport of heaven, sometimes their relentless focus on Willie's pubic hair and diets can be a bit much. In the fervid atmosphere of Welsh rugby, thank goodness, some calm, reasoned analysis and uh, occasional mention of the, the lower reaches of the club game. Excellent stuff. Keep it up. So I'm glad that he feels that way. And uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Nice review, nice review to get. So uh, thanks, yeah, Steve, for nice. doing that. And um, I think you know, leaving the uh, <laughs> leaving the genitalia to one side for a uh, for a second. Um, I think 
just the, the kind of the, the mention of the, the lower reach of the club game is, is something we'd love to do more of. It's just it's really, really difficult when it's just the two of us. So as always, if there's people out there, if you've got stories to share with us um, from any level of, of club rugby, we would love to hear them. And uh, just get in touch with us on Twitter at Attacking Scrum. And you can do the same on Facebook. And uh, yeah, you know, if, if there's an interesting story to be told, we'd, uh, we'd love to be a yeah, part definitely. of it. So uh, yeah, make sure you, uh, you do that. And talking of interesting stories, we've got um, a few more specials coming out over the next couple of weeks. So thanks to everyone who downloaded and listened to the, uh, the two parts that we did from down at London Welsh. So we had a Six Nations review, and then we also had uh, a Q&A with, with Sonny Parker and Kai Griffiths, which is a lot of fun uh, for us to do. Our first live show as well. Yeah, first live show, full house, isn't it? A lot of people, a lot of people there. Yeah, and uh, good fun. And it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, enjoyable. Yeah, will there be more? Yeah, undoubtedly. Uh, so hopefully we'll do we'll do more from down there. But in the meantime, we're going to put you on the spot. Then we've, uh, we've got an interview with Phil Steele lined up, uh, which will be coming out later in this week. Which uh, you know, I've obviously I've plugged this a few times. And a big thanks to Phil for doing it. But I, I think you really enjoy that one. And then we've got, uh, uh, <laughs> I keep using the word explosive to describe this one, but yeah, an explosive podcast with uh, uh, with David Bishop. It's your out. chuckles as well. that you. Yeah, it was just, it, it was just <laughs> a fascinating hour or so. Like, uh, you know, it kind of, it was somewhere between, uh, I don't know, it was almost like meeting a Tony Soprano of rugby. Were you nervous? Yeah, I was. I was. Fortunately, I, I did it the same day as as um, as the one with Steely, and Phil's such a really nice guy that doing the one with him first really kind of set up my <laughs> nerves. And uh, and then yeah, Bish, geez, uh, he's um, he's some character. So yeah, make sure you uh, you catch both of those ones. But in the meantime, enjoy the rugby. Get in touch with us. Make sure you join the uh, the Facebook group, Wales Rugby Fans. So there's plenty of chat on there to keep you going until. Uh, until we've got that fantastic weekend of European rugby next weekend. Uh, And we'll be here to review that when it's all done. So we'll chat to you then. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.